You're listening to the Mzansi Wako podcast. In this episode of the Mzansi Wako podcast, we speak to Nokabonga Mjo, who's based in the King Williamstown office. Nokabonga is a project manager, and these are some of her responsibilities. I joined the project in 2014. I am managing the team around King Williamstown offices, RAs that are going to the field collecting data, and some other people are working with AE roster purposes. I asked Nokabongo to tell me a little bit more about Mzanziwako. Has the project changed? Has it evolved into something new? Uh, what we do, are doing now, we uh, uh, from uh, from 2014 until this year, we were dealing with the teenagers uh, from uh, 10 to 19. But now, what we started again, we are doing with a, a, we have a, we are dealing with the young mothers of which we call this one a Hey Baby, where we are doing also interviews with the young mothers and also with their babies. What were some of the key findings from the research? What we find out is that mostly when we are talking about them, we are asking more about their health. And then sometimes we found out they are struggling to take their medication because of uh, sometimes they don't even have food to eat because you know that you cannot take medication with an empty stomach. And then also uh, the problem that we, we, we gather is that clinics are far from, the, uh, from where they are staying, so it's hard for them to reach the clinic so that they can, they get, can get medication. And also some of them, they are child-headed families where there is no one who can give them food. And then also what we found out is also uh, it's for schools. They don't have a uniform to wear to schools. And then they have to miss uh, schools so that they can go to the clinic to fetch their medication. And what is your interaction with the community like on a day-to-day basis? What we do, we do to-do introducing ourselves as a project and do it and, and do this in and do the interviews. What we have here, when we are done doing interviews, we have the certificates of which at the back we do have the numbers that they can, whenever they wish to call, they can call us or do a true callback, send a callback, and then we'll answer whatever they wanted to know. Some of these households are not headed by a mother or a father. Tell me about some of the more untraditional family structures. Some of the, the older one has to take care of the smaller ones. So uh, also they have to provide for them because no one is taking care of them. It has to be maybe two younger ones and one older, like older, maybe 14. We came across so many cases where we found out uh, most of these kids, they don't have their biological parents and then they are staying with, a, with their um, families, of which sometimes they don't take a really good care of them. Because in other case, we do went to a place called Endevana, where we find this young uh, a boy who was critical ill. And then uh, we could not like leave him like that. Doing We could not even do him interview then. We had to take him to, uh, to, 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 to the hospital to check him out. And then we found out that he was having a TB, of which he was cured. And then, but anyway, after two or no, yeah, after two years. But then when we took him to the hospital, he was cured. And then when we, uh, by the end of last year, he, we found out that he passed away. There are those cases when you find yourself that maybe 
you feel like I didn't do much or sometimes you feel like I can do more, but you could not because you're just a, a research assistant sometimes. Are there any stories that have stuck with you over the years working on Mzanziwako? Uh, the one story that is always like in my mind, it's when I visited this household and then uh, I was talking to this young girl and then I found out this young girl was raped while she was staying with, uh, with another family. But the mother then was in Cape Town and then she gets sick every time. Luckily for us, we went there, and then we found that she was like coughing. And then uh, we did, or we did our research, and then we she was keen for me to take her to the clinic so that she can test for HIV. Then I keep on asking, why I do want to to do this uh, uh, to to do this test? And then she said, I keep on coughing, and then uh, I've been going to the clinic trying to uh, to find medication to cure me, but nothing that is happening but i can i can hear uh, that there is this uh, hiv thing so i want to go and test and then we prepare that and then we take her, we took her to uh, gray hospital where she tested positive now uh, what she did get she was also keen to take medication then she struggled a bit when uh, the first time but uh, I was, I am still in contact with her because I think I'm mentoring her. Sometimes when she needs help, like talk, it's where they always find us through phone calls. But now she is okay and she is taking her medication. And then the other one, it's when I visited this young boy, and then also find out that she, he was raped by the a friend of her, of his brother. And then what happened there is. Um, uh, I find out that it is not yet 24 hours after he has been raped. And then we took him to to hospital to so that he can find medication before that 24 hours expire. And then I did took him there. And I, when we were doing e, 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 the interview, he expressed that they are not getting along at home. So many things are happening around his house. And also uh, a father is not there. The father is in is in is in so he is staying with his mother, of which his mother sometimes, when they talk, uh, they don't agree with anything, anything. And then she, he ended up taking drugs, of which sometimes he does not sleep at home. He lives, sleeps with friends. And also he did tell the mother that he was raped by this guy, but the mother didn't believe. And also the brother, uh, he told the brother, and also the brother didn't, did not believe. And then... Uh, we took him to to the hospital, and then they really did find out that he was raped. But also, he was luckily for him, he was not infected, and then he took his medication. Now he is uh, fine and doing well in his life. Speaking about self care, taking care of yourself, how do you deal with some of the more difficult aspects of carrying out this kind of research? Uh, we have a, a place where we go for e counselling ourselves so that we can relieve those stresses. There is a place in, in East London where as a RA, when you feel like uh, uh, there are things that you went through when you were talking to the participants, because as we know that you are talking with many different, you, you find yourself in many different cases, some of them they touch you. So you feel like I cannot do anything, I could not cope, so you book yourself on that because it's an open thing that is, is a everyone from the project can go to and then you go and you talk to these people 
uh, of how you are feeling. It depends uh, how long you want to go because they offer three sessions that you can go to to to, to, to them. And then after then you feel like at least I am okay. I can go on. Stay with us when we speak to more members from the Mzansi Wako team.